Hello, working comic fans. Welcome back to episode 37. In this episode, I interviewed musical comedian Morgan Jay. We talk about a lot of cool stuff, including his music writing process, what that's like. We talk about how he got into comedy, the usual. Uh, we also go into some stuff about uh, producing and selling tickets, finding your comedy direction, uh, Morgan's been doing comedy for 11 years and only musical comedy for five. How do you figure that out? We talk about it. Um, what else? What else? Uh, we talk, we go on a tangent about love. We do that. And uh, we also do a lot of other stuff. So you're going to have to listen and find out. Please enjoy. Uh, I'm going to tell, I'll quickly tell the viewers about you. Uh, okay. The listeners, I guess there's, we're not showing anything. But uh, yeah, Morgan J is a musical comedian. That's right. He does uh, musical songs, and uh, he's been doing comedy for 11 years. Oof, when you say it like that, it doesn't sound so good. And uh, you've won many competitions, so you're a, a I've vetted won, Yeah, I guess I've won a couple. Yeah. Winner. I've won more than one, so I feel like if you win more than one, that's it. I feel like when you win one competition... It doesn't really mean anything because there's a bunch of them, right? But I feel like if you could win more than one, you know what I mean? It, for it to be like statistically like significant, for it to matter. Yeah, but even still, it's more something. If a comedian had a resume, it's something you could put at the, you know, you just put it on a resume. Yeah, for sure. Well, that's you know awesome what I mean? Because, you know, I won this, I won what, in September, I won the Ventura Comedy Festival. And I mean, who gives a shit about Ventura? I I play I got, I was a finalist in the Boston Comedy Festival, but I did not win that one. You were the runner up, right? Yeah. So the thing about that competition is there were eight finalists and only one winner of the grand prize. So I feel like technically we were all runner ups, but oh, uh, I just say I'm a runner up because I feel like you can kind of fudge it on the the bio. Do yeah. you know what I mean? Did you check my website out before you came? I here? checked. Yeah. Okay. I did so my so I feel research. like it's it's you could just say it like that. You know what I mean? Yeah, man. Yeah, that's true. You can so, you can get away with a lot of stuff like that. Yeah, but um, you also have a podcast, relationship status. That I was do. The last thing I want to say. I do. I got a podcast called Relationship Status, uh, and that podcast we talk about love or the lack thereof, and just to see where you're at in your relationship. So I I noticed you arrived with your girlfriend. Mm -hmm. Do you guys call each other girlfriend and boyfriend? Yeah. And this is basically how the podcast would work, you know. And I'd say, how long have you guys been together? Oh, and you, are you asking me now? Yeah, but uh, how long? Because I like talking about this stuff. How long y'all been together? Twenty-one months. You're counting months. See, I think that I I discourage that. As kind of, of yesterday, everyone. I, I yesterday. I discourage that kind of behavior. Counting months. That means you're just counting the months till it ends. Counting down. So that's why I say, ah, year, two years. Keep it relaxed. Keep, keep it, it chill. How do you, you keep it vague? You can't like forget. You're like kind of aware. Uh, that's why you have Siri set a reminder that anniversary's on this day. Wow. Do you know that? Well, are you dating it. someone? No, I mean, I've been on a couple dates with this this girl comedian. But you counted months. Uh, I've been on. A, I mean, I I guess we started hanging out in December. Oh, it's really early. So that's recent. Yeah. So you're still kind of doing the thing. Yeah, well, because like, if I'm being honest, I'm I'm also like sleeping with somebody else too. You're a, kind of a gigolo. A gigolo? Gigolo? What is it? Gigolo? Gigolo? Uh, gigolo. Well, Not I'm gigolo. trying to... <laughs> a gigolo? A gigolo, yeah. I'm trying to... Well, nobody's paying me, but they should. Because uh, no. you mentioned that the cinema bar... I mean, you publicly mentioned that you slept with 60 to 70 people. In a song, yeah. I don't go... In a song, in a song. Just to give people context so they don't take this out of context. Like, I'm walking around places like... I don't know if you guys have heard of I slept with double-digit people. It was in people. a song. It was a song. Yeah, just so you sang it. Yeah. So it's we kind of have an audience, but I, I feel like your your girlfriend's tuning us out right now. Yeah, Marlene is in the background, which is fine. Um, but uh, but yeah, I, I I bring it up. There's so there's something about my act where I like to dole out um little nuggets of truth about me mm -hmm. because I feel if you see somebody on stage being honest with you, uh, you're more likely to be open to them and mm. receptive to them yeah because i think people just want to see truth in front of them it makes them feel better to know that 
not everybody's lying to them, I think. Yeah, it's like a more genuine relationship. It's more authentic. That's why I like comics that when you watch them, you kind of want to hang out with them afterwards. Yeah. There are comics that could dole out really great jokes, but I think, you know, I think it's nice yeah. when you, you can see a little bit of, of them. You know what I'm saying? You definitely have that vibe, like the hangout vibe. Yeah, it took a while to get there, you know? Because we went and hung out with you afterwards. At that mic. Yeah, we did hang out in the back a little bit. Yeah, like kind of. Yeah. Like briefly. I think that's... It was a hangout. Yeah, we were hanging. There was people smoking cigarettes. There was a fish... I like that bar. This is open mic at the cinema bar. and they have It's kind of divey, but I like the energy. It was a really there. good bar. That was By like the way, the that was surprisingly... You got it like... Uh, like it's never like... It's, it's not always like that. I got an applause? Yeah. Remember for your songs? Yeah, and I go Everyone up cold. Everyone was applauding. Comedians. I go, I go up, yeah, I go up cold... Uh, before before the mic even starts, I go up there do about a half hour, and uh, that's amazing. I gotta say, time. that's incredible. Like, hack. yeah, it's I'm lucky, uh, and I'm also not greedy. So the minute he says I can't do that anymore, I'll be like, all right, because anybody if they want to play music, I think he had another person who played leg, you know legit music, like not a comedian, not not music, yeah, not comedic comedic songs, mm -hmm. but for me, even if I sing the same songs. I do think there is value in just being on stage in front of a microphone, even if you're doing the same thing over and over again. Yeah. It, it, it just makes you more comfortable on stage. How long have you been doing the same music? Are you actively making new music? Uh, I am constantly trying to write that next new funny song. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean I sit down and I write a new song every day. That's more like I'm thinking about, the next song like i have two songs that i'm actively just letting marinate which they i think there was a ted talk that talked about that when you want to create something mm -hmm. have the idea let it marinate let it stew maybe do a little bit more in it let it marinate i do a lot of marinating and stewing my creative process some might say is kind of lazy but really yeah i mean listen if we take the actual time i spend writing the song it's like two to three hours yeah. But there's a lot of time where I will do a half hour song sketch. And by that, I mean I put my voice memo on and sing and improvise for a half hour to a progression of an idea that I'm working on. On stage or like no, alone, to yourself? Alone. Yeah, I can't do a half hour just improvising shit, shit on stage. People would not like it. It's like you really see how the me and. And listen, I listen to another podcast every once in a while called Song Exploder, uh -huh. where they go into the process of how they write s certain songs. Uh -huh. And uh, I will say that the process is similar. Okay. So, What's a general overview of that process? So I come up with a progression, and sometimes I don't even come up with it. I have an app on my phone called Auto Chords. I'll show you. So it's almost like finding a beat. If you're yeah. Or something. Yeah. So this this app called Auto Chords, and then I oh, will wow. press shuffle, and then. So then it will tell that me cool. it'll tell me the key it's in, it will tell me alternative alternative progressions in that key, so that basically will help me come up with, the the chorus, the hook, and the bridge. If I if I want to have all those elements in the song. Oh, that's awesome. So right now I have ideas for two songs that i'm thinking of writing so the first one is called man crush and i do incorporate a lot of uh crowd work yeah and, and audience participation in my act now i didn't do it at the open mic just because okay. they're comedians oh yeah yeah you were saying yeah, yeah you don't normally i would do this normally yeah i wouldn't but i wouldn't do it with them so um the man i spend a lot of time kind of flirting with women while i'm on stage mm -hmm. and i i kind of want to do that with guys now so i want to have a song to make the dudes uncomfortable yeah you know, the funny thing about it is that song in like a decade will be uh, or two decades will be obsolete because everything is like non-gender, non-binary. Mm -hmm. So you could just have a crush on a person yeah. like it won't be like the gender part will be like, I don't get the joke. Yeah. You know, there's going to be some person from Berkeley like this is stupid. Everybody could have a crush on everybody. Yeah. Why are you conforming to this non-binary situation? Kind I of feel thing. like it's still like not to judge that, but I'm just saying. Eventually, we're all going to be genderless and khaki-colored, kind of thing like that. You know, maybe. I feel like you could still do that. 
bit though. Yeah, so we're gonna do a man crush bit. That's the first. That's one song, and then I, I have another song that I've been wanting to write about triggers. Everybody's triggered. Yeah. Everybody's mad. Everybody's outraged, and I don't know why, because everything is pretty good right now. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. I don't know. Like. It just seems like to, people are trying to, to fix problems like a little kid who's angry at because they're hungry or they don't have ice cream. And they're just, so like, just like yelling. They're just kind of yelling when I'm not doing anything. Well, they're not having a discussion, man. Listen, I traveled all through the South last year. I'm not there to tell these people they're stupid because they're not stupid. They're not stupid, man. They yeah. voted for Donald Trump. Whatever. Yeah, but that doesn't mean they're they know shit that I don't know. I was talking to my friend about this kind of stuff. Yeah, it's so interesting. Like, both sides are very inflammatory. Yeah, there's no, there's no, uh, there's no room for nuance, man. There's no room for like to have a an or there's no room to have your mind changed because people are more concerned with being right than they are with learning. Yeah, I mean, just like if you go into the basically my most of my understanding of things is just from like social media and stuff like How that. Old are you? Just like 23. Okay. But, um, yeah. how do, how, how, how do you think I am? Well, you're probably like 34. Cool. I'm 31. <laughs> you fucking piece of shit. I know you want me to say like 26. No, I don't care. I actually was but just like, curious. you said you did a comedy for 11 years. So I assume yeah, yeah, yeah. I started when I was 20. 1920. Yeah. In college, you know so what I mean? I assume you were. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's from that. When did, otherwise, when did I you start? Like 29. When did you uh, start? 18. Oh, oh, wow. Okay. But like, not like Consistently. really hitting it. Yeah. I still don't even know if I'm really hitting it as like hard as I should. Sure. To be doing stand up because like, I do a lot of like improv and sketches. So this so. is what I, we were talking about before the mic started, before the mic, before the podcast started. Yeah, yeah. Um, When I started, I was doing sketches. I was going to open mics and I was just doing a lot. I felt like I was doing a lot. Uh, even maybe it was just the extras. The sketches was the extra thing. The sketches are a lot. It's I was trying to write scripts and things like that. So I felt like I was spreading myself really thin and I wasn't focusing on the thing that was most important, was, was which Stand was up. just being funny yeah. and being the most yourself you can be. Because once, I, I honestly believe once you tap into that, all the other things fall into place. So like in October, I signed my first development deal for a show. Really? And I wasn't trying to create a show. In October? Yeah, October, November. Yeah. Oh. So I wasn't trying to create a show. I don't look at myself as somebody who's a producer, a creator of a show. It seems like a lot of work. I used, I interned at Conan and I, re, I learned really quickly that the, a, to putting on a TV show is not a fun creative process, as at least as how I'd like it to be. Cause you got to please people. You got to, yeah. there's no, there's no complete freedom with it. You know, I have complete freedom with the songs that I write. Thing. Huh, say again. It's all business. Like, yeah. And, and it's just a lot of work. You're there at like 9am and you leave at six. It's like an office job. I don't want that shit. That's not why I did this. For so. a TV show. Yeah. But I'm going to go, I'm going to do it. But the thing is I didn't seek that out. I had ideas and I just pitched them some ideas and they liked one of them. You know what I mean? Can you talk about it all or no? Um, it's under wraps. I don't know. It's just called the Untitled Morgan J Project. There's not. There's. I mean, I literally pitched them a couple ideas, and the last one they liked. Uh, but it's not a big station or streaming or something. It's a production company. So the way it works is the production company and I work together to create the show. That Possib they would try to sell to. Like, yeah, exactly. Possibly shoot the pilot and then sell it to Netflix or Comedy Central or something like that. So a network could buy a show and they could lock you into a deal to make six episodes or something. Oh wow! Yeah, that's how it works. You know, because a network would hire a production company to produce a show. Mm -hmm. So this is just, I feel like we're flipping it. Oh, that's cool. Yeah. This is, but anyway, this is my first experience with it. So I'm, I'm learning just like everybody else's, you know? Yeah. So. Um, should we go back to the political stuff or avoid that altogether? No, I mean, most, I don't really touch on it on my music. So. Oh, okay. My music is about love and relationships and life. Because you're talking about the, like, PC stuff and all that. Yeah. Well, the, I think the, the most controversial song I have is Why Don't You Let Me Lick Your Butthole. So. That and Brains and Titties that I was telling Marlene about that I don't 
Mar was quoting that song. I don't sing it anymore. Sing that song. Really? Did you like the song, Marlene? You did like it. See, it's a little me tooy, but you can get away with it in certain rooms. It's kind of interesting. I can't sing that on a college campus, but I could for sure sing that in a black room. Yeah. Or you know what I'm saying? Or an a, a show that's it's like after hours and everybody's like kind of wasted. Oh that. yeah, it's weird. Context is everything. Because also in, in that song, at some point, I pick a girl out and I talk about her breasts in front of everybody. Yeah. So you could see how that could be an issue. Yeah, <laughs> I can see. You know what I mean? I'm but 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 like, the thing is, you can like on college, you'd be crucified. Oh god! And the thing about that song is, it's I talk about how I like a woman who's intelligent. Yeah, but I also like I talk about how I like a woman who has a big chest. Mm-hmm. But I also wrote that song only because a friend of mine was like, "Yo, you should write a song called Brains and Titties," and that's that's what I that's how I wrote that song. Yeah. So. Well, it's interesting. Like, I could see the issue with um, pointing someone out or whatever, but like, yeah. the song inherently doesn't strike me as an issue. Well, R and B, you can get away with a lot. It's an R and B song. I mean, yeah, look, R&B, you can get away with. Like, I wanted to do this man on the street video where I go up to women and I say something like, "Hey, I want to take you home and put all my put my hands all over your body," like a person I just met. Now, yeah. if I say that, that shit is sexual harassment. Yeah. But if I'm like, "Hey, girl, I want to put my hands all over your body, my body on your body." My body on your body, girl. Want to put my hands on your body. But then it's like a beautiful song. Do <laughs> you know what I'm saying? R&B is kind of weird like that. Our, <laughs> our like color, that's weird as fuck, actually. Because it's, it's like... R&B, I want to take you home and fuck you dude, all what, night. Do you do bits about that? Because that's fucking hilarious. Yeah, so that that's going to be the... I wanted to go back in time and I get... I want to stalk you and kill you. Like, you can do yeah. whatever. You can literally yeah. be It's interesting what you it's could like, say. it's like, oh my God, that's amazing. That's so sweet. <laughs> yeah, you could really get away with a lot uh, if you sing it. So, I'm and I'm not out here. Put you in my freezer. Yeah, I mean, you going straight <laughs> to you going straight to murder. I like to be a little bit more subtle with it. You know. <laughs> yeah. Probably. I want to stick my tongue between your toes, girl. <laughs> between your toes. Cause like if I said that shit, I'd probably be like, "Yo, I saw you across the bar, and uh, you got these toes that." I just want to put my tongue in your toes. She's going to be like, get the fuck away from me. <laughs> but if I'm like, girl, I saw you cross the room. You were with your crew. I was with my crew. <laughs> and I was like, hey, boo, 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 boo. Can I play with your feet? <laughs> That's so funny. I can't tell if Marlene. Or what are you doing on your computer over there, Marlene? Marlene, do you approve of this conversation? She's out. She's out. That's not incorporated. She's trying to do work. I'd rather not be wants no association. That's fine. This. I get it. I get it. Unaffiliated. That's all right. But that's funny, dude. That's really yeah, cool. so there's ideas that just don't always... I, it takes me a while to implement an idea because I guess I'm a little afraid of failure, so I, I don't take as many risks as I maybe should. But now, I'm, now after I, I'm recording my hour on January 24th, and uh, I think after that, I'll, I'll I'll branch out and do some other things. Sorry, I got a little yawn. That's cool. You know? We got it. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, that's, dude. That's cool, though. Um, you have you ever gotten... Because um, you, you're very aware of that, like, uh, sensitivities with comedy and stuff like that. Yeah. Have you ever had people call you out and be like, what the fuck? I'm trying dude. to think. Uh no, there were some schools in the South that did, there were only a, maybe one or two people in the audience who didn't want to hear the butthole song. So normally when I do that butthole song at a school, I usually go, hey guys, I got this song. It's a little bit naughty. I don't normally sing it. I just, because I feel like it would upset people, but it's about eating booty. And then, you know, as soon as I say that, they're like, sing it, sing it. Because that's all they do. That's all they I mean, eat we assholes. Would, they would think that, that they eat ass. Who knows what people do? Uh, the younger generation. Yeah. It's like, I was telling a joke about this now. I mean, the things that younger people do in the bedroom at a, earlier on, I just don't know where they learn it or how they got into it so fast. I mean, it's like 
You, they're <laughs> Wait, wasn't that you did a bit about that? I mean, I talked about. I think Someone I might have about eating actual shit. Or well, I made a joke about that. I well, was you. I, it might have. I was just talking about how you meet a girl and they're like, "Oh shit, choke me and spit in my mouth," and you're like, "Whoa, you're 22. How do you know how to do these things?" You know what I mean? Yeah. If you want, you could hit me, and you're like, um, "We just met, yeah. and uh, I don't know you, and I don't know what kind of shit you're gonna do if I hit." Because some girls are into that, but I would like to have a certain level of trust with those those girls because if you go have and sleep with a girl and she tells you to hit her, and I'm not talking about like hit like an abusive boyfriend. <laughs> I don't know there's a woman in the room, but I'm just saying that some people that tread early, carefully, people early on in the, 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 in the thick of it, they want you to do stuff that you're like, usually the first time I'm with a, a woman, I'm not, I'm not expecting to, to go, you know, full freak mode, you know, there's, there's something funny about you meeting a girl and then instantly wanting you to do incriminating things. Like, Beat me and post my friend, about it my on friend, Facebook. My friend was just telling me the other day he was sleeping with a girl and they got really wasted and she was like, "If you could hit me, if you want," and he was like, "No, thanks." <laughs> yeah, just like let's not do that. You know, it's like I don't want to. What? Did, why do you want me to do this incriminating thing? I mean, it's scary, but uh, at a certain level, I do think sex should be violent at some points. Hmm, yeah, I'm not talking about trying to murder each other, but you know, it should be a little animalistic, like, like a sk- primal level. Like, like digging skin, dig, digging skin into each other's, digging fingers into skin yeah. and shit, pulling hair back and hands around a neck. I'm not saying you got to choke. Some, some people like to be choked to the point of like they feel like they're gonna die. And hey, that's cool, but you gotta set those boundaries. Yeah. So what do you and Mar Mar do in your lovemaking? <laughs> um, I feel like I'm a very vanilla man. Are you afraid of uh, unleashing the power within? Are you afraid of having open dialogue about your lovemaking? I don't know. Maybe. I'm probably kind of uncomfortable with it. Interesting. I don't think I'm that. Are you Jewish? Yeah. Can you tell? Are you both Jewish? No. Are you? Uh, did your was your family? Is your family kind of conservative? No. Sex positive, sex negative, sex positive. neutral. Mm. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. That's weird. Well, you know, you don't know, you don't know what you can do unless you ask, and you don't know what you're going to be into unless you do it. So that's all I got to say. If you guys, if you guys been together for twenty one months, we should. Uh, there's no reason why you can't be like, hey, do you want to just try this and see if you're into it? You know, I'm really like, I'm really. Mars I, excited in the back. I'm always been down. Oh, I never like initiated. You're anything. the fucking you're pussy. Crazy. What are you afraid of, dude? You'd be surprised what girls could take and what they want, man. <laughs> I'm serious. We t- I talk about this all the time. Some girls don't want that shit, and that's that's fine. But once they, if once you do it and they're like, I don't like that, then don't do it. Yeah. You know, but you don't know. I'm, I'm for real, man. You'd be surprised at what a girl wants. And then you'd be surprised what she doesn't even know she wants until you do it. And she's like, oh, okay. Now I'm like that. That's the hard thing. It's a slippery slope because I've done a lot of freaky deaky shit. So then you, you start doing shit that you're like, ooh, this is like borderline creepy. What kind of stuff? Oh, no, I'm not. Gonna, but well, here's the thing: you get oh, you it. Like, is it well, you it? you get into it. Like, I mean, I've been in a couple of days with this girl. She's 34. Mm-hmm. You know, it's like she calls me daddy, and that's sh- I like that shit. I mean, I don't know. Where were you when you? F- I wanted to do a joke about this. Where were you? Like, to ask the crowd, guys. Where were you when you found out you like to be called daddy? <sighs> you know, I was talking with a friend of mine from college who's a woman, and she was like, "Yeah, I called this guy daddy as a joke, but." Honestly, like I kind of liked it. <laughs> so <laughs> I also think that's more of like a I I think white Americans aren't into that. It's more like minorities are into that shit. I don't know. And also in Latin cultures it's like papi, hey papi. Yeah. Are you, They're into that shit. So Are you white? You're white, right? I'm Brazilian and uh Italian. So Oh, wow. So you're I don't know how to really I'm South American, right? But if you ask CBS Diversity, they would probably say I'm not diverse enough. Really? Brazilian yeah, I, is, though? It's Portuguese. Basically, I, I'm I'm the colonizer. But I'm not. If you look at my side, everybody Why thinks I'm Persian. Why are you Persian. the colonizer? Well, Portugal colonized well, I Brazil. I understand that, but like, if you're, you could just be a Brazilian person. And the funny thing is, if you look up race on Wikipedia... It's like saying if you're Mexican, you're Spanish. Right. Well, if you look up... If you look up race on Wikipedia, Brazil has its own section because they don't really classify race as skin color socioeconomic status in that country is more important than race. Does that make sense? Uh-huh. So 
it's different there. I mean, I don't, here's the thing. I don't consider myself white because I know I don't feel as comfortable in a room full of white people as I do in a room full of black people. Yeah. I'll be honest with you. Like I don't, I got white friends who are really bro and they shred the gnar and they're super gnarly. And I'm not, I was raised by an immigrant, man. I'm like, my mom cleaned houses and shit, you know? Yeah. It's, it's different not for like me. hanging out with the chads. I'm not, I don't hang out. I didn't do sleepovers. I had a single mom. I was hanging out with the chads, man. Yeah. I grew up in a, a wealthy town, but like in the, like the less wealthy part of it. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Sharing a room with two. So like, that's why like, I don't think I have a, what you would think is a normal, uh, white upbringing you know yeah that makes sense so i'm kind of caught in this world because it's like i don't feel like i'm i don't feel like i'm white but i don't also i don't feel ethnic enough and i think there's a lot of people who kind of fall into that category who i don't i'm not out here wearing a dashiki not i'm not black either but i'm not saying like i'm not out here repping brazil because i'm definitely american yeah you know what i mean i'm definitely american so that's interesting though so it's a weird thing. And I think a lot of people are going to end up having that kind of, I think more and more you, you meet people like that who, let's say, are Asian, but they don't, they don't really feel Asian. Country, yeah, exactly. My sister-in-law is Chinese, but she ain't Chinese. She's not Chinese. She don't speak Chinese. Yeah. You know what I mean? Marlene feels like that. Do you feel like that? Are you are you Hispanic? Yeah, so, you you know, and me, I wouldn't, I wouldn't consider you, I wouldn't look at you and be like, you're Hispanic, but I bet you probably don't feel as white or as Hispanic, you just are like a person. Exactly. You know what I'm saying? But then you you're like at a but then you're at a party with a bunch of Hispanic people and they're like, "Hey, mami, baila, baila conmigo," and you're like, "I actually don't know how to dance," <laughs> you know? <laughs> and, you're, and then like you feel like you're letting them down and shit. And then like I don't really watch soccer, right? I meet people who are Brazilian, and then I tell because my father was raised in Argentina, yeah. right? So then there's another level, right? So then people are like, oh, my God, who do you root for in the World Cup? And I'm like, honestly, I root for America because, like, they're the underdog. And one day I hope that they could, like, do some shit, you yeah. know? So, and I can't dance samba either, so. That's cool. I'm a letdown on my family. It's interesting. I've met a lot of people like that. I, I however, am very Jewish and white. Just, saying, Just a Jew. Just add a little a roast comfrey holes to your sex life. You know what I'm saying, bro? I know. Yeah, <laughs> tonight. Add some, add some, add some, add some Yo, listen, I know it seems, I do a lot, I like role playing too in the, in the bedroom. And I know that seems weird. I have to get over it. Cause I but just I'm telling like you, dude. Like, yeah. I'm too, like, silly. Like, I, I don't know. Sometimes, like. Do you watch a lot of porn or no? Uh, yeah. Like, a decent. You do. What about uh, you, Mark? Normal, healthy. I guess it's that fundamentally unhealthy, but. Have you, are you, can I ask you, you guys should be on my podcast. Fuck, I should just redo my own podcast. Um, Mar doesn't like you. No, it's all right. We don't got to do it. Um, no, that, not the podcast, the porn. Um, if you've been with somebody long enough, are you guys each other's first? No. Okay. Have you, all right. Well, this is a got, preview for, uh, we don't got to get into it, but podcast. I, I just think this stuff is fascinating, man. We should do your podcast next. I mean, we got. To, I mean, I gotta be at this thing at. I got this. I gotta do a sound check at five thirty in Santa Monica, and then I gotta. Mar, would you do it? All right. Well, we'll keep talking. Hey, viewers, this, this, uh, this, this might be. An, uh, we might extend this conversation. This isn't about me right now, but I'm just saying. I think it's really fascinating. I just and also there's not enough safe spaces to talk about it without judgment. I mean, I had a, my ex girlfriend when I brought up shit that I used to do. Where are you going, Mar? All right, cool. That's all right. <laughs> That's all right. See you later. Is it locked? Okay. See you later. Um, I just feel like my ex-girlfriend, when I said stuff that I like to do, mm-hmm. uh, she kind of had this face like, like a like a judgmental face. Yeah, like if you like food and they're like, "Hell, you like food like that." Yeah, and, like and whatever, judging you, generic judgment. It's annoying. Yeah, and, and I don't know if that's right. You know what I'm saying? That's probably not right. I feel like I've made fun of my friends. It's okay. I'm the dick. Nah, it's all right. Um, but yeah. So what else are we talking about, bro? Uh, so this is just we got? generic questions. But um, okay, cool. So <laughs> musical comedy. You've been doing comedy for eleven years. Eleven years. Music which is a very long time. Now we're getting into the comedy portion. Music, music comedy for uh five and a half years now. So I. Okay, so you just did pure stand-up when you started? I did stand-up for six years. Or you did years, everything. 
Yeah, but I was doing stand up. I, I mean, I took two UCB level classes, uh-huh. and I was like, "This is another. I'm not going to do this. I don't want to be doing, doing this and that and that." You know. And you were in LA the whole time of your career. No, no, I, I started. I I was in New York for seven years. Oh at, wow! At, at NYU for theater, and then I was doing stand up while I was there as well. So okay, so you started in New York when you were twenty. Yeah, 19, roughly. Yeah, I mean, the first mic I did, I was eighteen, but and I didn't. Were you really hitting do it pretty consistently? Um, at the beginning, it was like once a month, mm-hmm. and then it was once a week, and then it was every day, and then it was multiple times. When a did night. it become every day? After I graduated college. Yeah. Yeah. Did you start like establish uh, establishing yourself in the New York comedy scene? Yeah, I would say no. Um. Cause um, I was very green. I just started maybe like a year or two after somebody like Kumel, and I would see him at open mics and shit. Uh, Kumel Nanjiani. Oh, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Or who was another name that Pete Holmes? Really? Yeah. They, like I would be at the same open mics and at as them. Really? Yeah. That's Ali crazy. Wong was. I mean, Ali Wong would go to an open mic. I'd be see her at open mics, and the what happened was. And I wasn't bad, but I wasn't great either. Like I knew how to write a joke, uh, but I would go to music mics, so I wasn't really ingratiated with the co- the comedy scene there. And also, I did a lot of act outs, very much like Dane Cook, very high energy, very positive. Kind of like Brent. Kind of like Brent, and yeah. and comics uh, in New York, I think, are a little bit darker, a little bit more cynical, and they kind of weren't about that. So I never was able to like do well in the open mic rooms in those. No, because I also wasn't I was doing these music mics and the musicians were were down to laugh. They weren't thinking about their set or doing their jokes. Uh-huh. You know what I'm saying? That's cool. I really like that kind of and comedy, to be honest, even though. It's well, that's what entertains people. Man. That's what entertains people. You're not going to. Do. A theater of two thousand comics with a with a humming refrigerator on the stage. Yeah, you know what I'm saying. You know what I mean when I say that because if you're a comedian, you know that, uh, like there's like a coffee shop and then there's like oh a, you're saying how like the context for open mics you're just gonna get like good at open, open mics. mics yeah and you're not trying to kill it an open mic you're trying to build a level of confidence and skill in your craft to perform. And entertain people for an hour. Yeah, in front and of that's, huge audiences. And that's another thing, man. To make businesses money or you money or whatever. Yeah, that's another thing. A lot of comedians, they're looking for that solid five to ten minute set. And they don't think of themselves. They don't. Try to picture yourself on stage for an hour. Try And try to imagine being interesting for an hour. Because it's not just about funny. Because if you could... You could write banger after banger after banger, but at a certain point, there's a, another level of these people have to find you likable or interesting. Because uh-huh. also they could sniff out the moment you are not engaged in a set. They know. The moment you check out, they check out. Yeah, because your body language, it's so clear. And yeah, and there's a certain level of energy and intensity you got to have. Um, you watch any hour-long performer, you could just see it. There's never a break in their focus. So I'm just saying, a lot of people, they don't think of... I think that's what I got from theater school. Theater school kind like of... Like thinking of the bigger... Bigger picture, picture the like performance. What, what the product you, is going to be. You are an entertainer. And we are, I think, the only art form that has a required defined outcome. Ever, somebody has to laugh. Oh, yeah. that. You know, the most important part of it. Yeah. It's interesting, like, um, there's something I'm trying to, like, grapple with doing comedy in L.A. is figuring out what, like, where it's going. Because obviously you don't know where things are going to go because there's, like, all these opportunities and random serendipitous things that could happen. Yeah. But I don't like the idea of just going to a mic and, like, just, like, wandering wandering aimlessly to, the, to mics and then, like, yeah. you see people that have just been doing that. And like yeah. going nowhere. An open mic. I, I, yeah, you need a like. All right, so I'll some give you methodical this. way of like your jokes are getting better. You're like yeah. you're trying to do something like whether it's get an hour, get a twenty yeah. minute. Like what are you trying to I'll, do? I'll give you some things that I did when I was doing straight stand up. 
so when I did an open mic, I would always try to do one new bit in the, at the open mic. Uh, that was a little ambitious, and I feel like I did myself a disservice at trying to have new material for the comics every week. Mm-hmm. So now, if I do a set, I just try to do one new one thing different. Literally, it could be the smallest thing, whether it's holding a note a little bit longer, singing this way, saying that after, like literally small, because you realize that it's a marathon, and if you want it to be as good as it can be, you got to start getting specific. So if you just start throwing new bit, new bit, new bit, none of the bits ever become strong and good. Yeah. Does that make sense? Yeah, you need a like a scientific approach to like making your yeah. own bits. So perfect. let's say you do a bit. And instead, uh, instead, this time you're gonna wait a couple, a little bit longer to hit the punchline, just mm-hmm. to see what that timing is like. Yeah, you know what I mean. So that I did that. I also would grade my sets based on presence, timing, material, and I want to say a third one. Maybe it was either crowd work or focus or something like that. Um, that helped me separate my own feelings from the performance. Because comedians, I think, are really insecure and they're a little bit needy and they want people to like them in most cases, right? So mm-hmm. uh, doing it that way, you could start being objective about your act rather than, I don't know why they didn't like me. Yeah, pinpoint why. What didn't work, what worked. Yeah, what jokes work. So then you're like, all right, well, that joke works in this crowd. That joke doesn't work in that crowd. So now you know. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. And you can get more specific. Like, oh, this tag got less laughs and then eventually you yeah and eventually you focus like the way i think of it you're an x-man you're an x-man yeah you do you see x-men first class yeah you know how like they have all these abilities but they don't know how to focus them yeah that's what you're doing that's what the first like i feel like 10 years is learning how to focus your power to, to manipulate and make people laugh yeah and then once you realize you can do that it's fucking nuts you know you like you've got the power yeah man that's really interesting um, what was I gonna say? You know, yeah, I'm just blowing your mind with all these nuggets of truth. Yeah, man. So you, uh, would you just record it on your phone? Your yeah, I have, I have a, I mean, just I'll show you. Audio memos thing? I'll show you. I have, um, oh yeah, with back with the songwriting process. We didn't really finish that conversation, but I have memos and memos and you'll see, uh, was this fucking garbage? What is that? A note titled Garbage. If making love, if a man loves a dolphin, carry that dolphin. So I have shit that doesn't make it to, to the, 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 you so know. Just record it, leave it garbage. Yeah, sometimes it makes it so. But all of it is, uh, all of it has value. Like this song, what is this? So this was the beginning of a song. Now this is one of people's favorite songs. It's a trap. And I think I end with that shit now. But that was in April. And it I haven't really sex with other people. Wow, this really escalated quickly. I'm drawing stairs from everybody in the city. Don't look at them, look at me. Oh my god, somebody help, help. How do we so the final product is a lot different than that, but um, you know, it all lends itself to it. So that's cool, man. So what would you say when you would just be doing open mics? What were you working towards to stay sane? To do stand up? Yeah. What were you like? I was always working towards an hour. An hour. That's what I and thought. Building of. the hour and I'm, like at the at the at, yeah keeping the, your jokes, making sure you don't like get a joke, perfect it, and then just throw it away and never say it again. Like, you want to keep them because you want products, right? Yeah, exactly. If you if you see, I have a drawer. I could show you after the podcast. I have a drawer of all my old joke books. And they're all, I have a table of contents, like an, like an index of what page on what book, what joke, you know what I mean? Really? Yeah. Um, and would you read, when you would do a new tag and change things ever so slightly, you re- would write down somewhere like, the change? Where would you record no, that? No, you know, you so like track? for that song that I just played you an excerpt of, It's a Trap. Um, I just started doing something new with that song this week. And I've been singing it for seven or eight months. Mm-hmm. 
I just wrote a new song last month and chances are it won't be fully realized and concrete and amazing for like another year is what I've learned because only when I'm confident in singing it do I give myself the freedom to fuck around in the song and add tags and things. So when I do find a tag or a little extra line, I don't, I usually don't write it down. I just start doing it from that point on. So if you see my actual written music compared to the performance, it's a lot different. It's a lot different. Than so you just memorize the change and do it. Yeah. Especially, I mean, I perform almost every night. So it's easy to remember. So it's easy to remember and implement the change. You know? Yeah. I like to perform. I love, I love being at the club. That's so cool. So is this the hour that you've been working towards forever? Uh, that you're going to record well, I did an hour last year also around this time, um, and it's slightly different because this hour, I think, is way stronger than that hour, but it does you have... you did it in a year. You came up with a new hour. No. Um, some of the songs are different, so, uh, you know... Also, oh, some are the same. Some are the same, but I, I, I am lucky in that, um, you know... I think people like my songs. They're catchy and I sing well. And I think music is, is special in that when you hear a song you like, you want to hear it again and again yeah. and again. Uh, because when I've done tours at colleges, the people who originally saw me, they're super excited when I whip out the dot, dot, dot song. Really? And, I'm sure it's, and it's And it's kind of interesting because they already heard it. I don't know. So... I'm also dealing with something different because my songs are musical enough where people like the music. So there are times when I'm not getting the laughs I think I deserve. Um, but then I have to realize, oh, they might just be enjoying the song yeah. too. Because it's like there's it's two different. ways to enjoy it. It's, so it's, interesting it's really interesting. Doing so. musical comedy, doing comedy, you're expecting a laugh. But for music, you're not expecting a laugh. So it's like being comfortable with... Yeah, and when I, something I didn't mention when I write the song, I try to start with the melody first, mm-hmm. that rather than what the, what it's going to be about. So I have progression. I also in those recordings I have just me s- singing nonsense to into a melody that you know, yeah, I might so use later for for words. You know, that's cool. Yeah, I rarely write the lyrics first. Huh. I rarely write the lyrics first. Yeah, that's interesting. Yeah. Do you, um, what was I going to say? So are you going to try to sell this hour to some? Yeah, so I'm going to film it. I'm going to record it. Uh, and you're going to do this all yourself, out of pocket? Or yeah, like I mean, it's not going to be. I have some friends that are helping me out. I mean, I think I'll break even. It's a little 100-seat theater. I don't know if I'm going to sell it out. I've already have broke even on the rental. Co- the theater's really cheap. But this year I'm auditioning for Montreal. Again, because I auditioned when I was doing straight stand-up, but it's been like six years since I auditioned. And really? the, the booker has not seen me. That's another thing if you want to talk about. Like, I auditioned twice. Nothing happened. I kind of got down Just on my... Just doing straight stand-up. Yeah, I kind of got down on myself. And that's when I hit a wall, and that's when I switched to the music. And then in those six years, I haven't really tried to audition for Montreal. I haven't gone out of my way to get to do it because... Uh, I just kind of didn't want to have that pressure anymore. It wasn't fun. So I've been having fun developing this this music. And now it's to a point where I made a living last year without having to do Montreal. Does that make sense? Yeah, doing comedy. So now I'll audition in, in next month or in March. And, you know, if nothing happens. How do you hap- get this audition? Uh, through my manager. Like I signed with a manager. Mm-hmm. Here's the other thing. I got management because they saw me. I got my agent because they saw me. Uh, I got my commercial agent through a referral, but they still saw my work. Um, I got my college agent. Essentially, a lot of agents. Yeah, too many cooks in the kit. No, I I got my college agent. They're awesome. Um, and that's all. Most of it is all merit based. So what? I'm just saying that as somebody who has been doing this a long time and has seen people surpass him. And has had a lot of false starts and who's been discouraged and bummed out, but never losing faith in just what it means. Like if you are talented and funny, that something could happen, you know? Yeah. That's what I, at least I'm trying to 
you that's know. exciting opportunity to audition again and yeah. doing it music um so do you for your music comedy did you sing before always you always sing yeah i sang i was in the high school musicals and oh, I, was really? in, I was an all-state choir but i never thought i had a nice voice you know but bringing it together is really cool how did you decide to do that what's that music and comedy uh, like, like I just, like I hit that wall about six years ago and then a friend of mine, I sometimes I would just mess around with my guitar and, and, and make fun and mess around. And, uh, they were like, you should do that. And I was like, all right. That's when I took a summer off. I said, all right, I'll tell you what, I'm going to write two songs and then bring it around to the shows and open mics and see how it goes. Yeah. And I remember the that first summer I would get up and shake when I started singing. Really? Yeah. Yeah. But now... I go up there. I feel so comfortable with the guitar. I feel weird without it, and I also feel I could I could tell jokes better with it in front of me, even if I'm not playing it. So every mic, do you bring a guitar? I do. Wow. I mean, at the beginning of last year, I was doing some stand up, but uh, for the most part, that's awesome. Yeah. Do you post online, like YouTube and stuff? Oh, not not really. Facebook. I don't Instagram do that. Or whatever. I don't. Not really. Really. Not as much I as I should. Do. I feel like you'd blow up if you did that. Even yeah. If you just did a stupid melody thing. Yeah. It's like and it, this is where this thing. is where I get into the thing that I'm kind of lazy. Because you're right, I should be putting out People little songs. I should be putting out relevant songs to what's going yeah, on if every you day. Even did like exactly just like daily like little. Yeah. But it's not it's probably not that easy. Like but thing. then I'm entering into a realm. I'm doing it because I have to and because it's relevant and not because I, I like what it, it is. So in that maybe I am a snooty artist for the songs I write cuz my roommate Brent asks asks me to do stuff all the time and I'm just sort of like oh, you know, maybe. Like I, not because I don't think the stuff he does is, is good cuz he goes viral. He's been going yeah, viral. Brent Pella is his roommate who's yeah. also been on the podcast. Dude be so going viral. That it's not because I don't think it's good. It's just like I'm just kind of lazy and like, I don't, I don't know. I don't know what it is. I'm lazy about that shit. I, and I shouldn't be, but I am. Yeah. You know? I get but then really again, frustrated too with online stuff because it seems so tedious and less fun. Yeah. And then there's like editing because then you got a video edit because not only I do all the video editing, I do all the shooting for the most part. It's like a lot of fucking work. What if you just like shortened it and have it, you have a good iPhone. Like it's like a new one. Seems like oh no, I shot I sh I shoot stuff on this. Yeah, I have an app to shoot stuff. If you just record it in two seconds, I'm gonna. That's start, why I'm trying to. I'm, I'm trying gonna to start doing those. In my mind, like, because I have a new phone too, and it, as it's good record for recording. So like, if I want to just do a character or whatever, yeah, I could just do that like like an impression. Mm -hmm. Just put it up like yeah. to dedicate like literally be like, for me that what I'm trying to do is just be like. Just pause for five minutes. In my head, I think it's so daunting, but like, yeah. I just need to do one funny little thing as a character for five minutes and post it just to keep it up. And then if I want to do more artistic things that I find more uh, fulfilling, then make a sketch on the weekend or whatever. Yeah. That's like more production value or whatever. Yeah. I'm trying to figure it out. So I'm like, I don't want to pander, like, because I still like doing that um, bigger stuff. But like, it seems like these days you have to. Put shit online because you can leverage yeah. that audience like if you have a big audience if you have like because brand has what 10,000 followers or more 10,000 yeah. subscribers on Insta. no he has on like Insta, if, on, on, on youtube he has like 40 or something yeah 40 or 50 yeah just crazy because then you could just be like i'm doing a show and then so you sell tickets because it seems like yeah. from what i understand to like and like what do i know but to be a working you're gonna find out bro comic, but you know nothing i know wait what you or everyone, what'd you say? You're just gonna find out the longer you do this, the less you know. That's what I realize. It's crazy, dude. And then I mean, every three months you're like, Man, I could add this and I don't know what the fuck I'm doing. It's it just seems like you need to to be a working comic, to technically be a working comic as a comedian, you just yeah. have to sell tickets. Yeah. And that however to be a you work, can do But it. I, I like I said, I don't like to travel. I realize I don't like to travel. Yeah. I think I traveled myself to death and I don't really? like it. Because yeah. I was on the road a lot last year. So I'm trying to find a way to stay, stay put. Local. And I think I'm going to try to transition into writing music, legit music for other artists to be, oh, really? to be a published. Like one of my goals is to write a, a, a song for an original song for a movie. That'd uh, be amazing. Um, yeah. So yeah. you're, are you trying to actually enter the 
like authentic like full yeah. music scene dude it's crazy i did a show on I, well i was at a barbecue on labor day and somebody asked me to sing i don't i didn't know these people really i didn't really know anybody there and i said i don't know i don't think i should i don't want to fuck up the vibe this this party they're like no we saw you last night you were so great it, we have guitars here it was the house was really? owned by like a famous musician and uh the I house was, was owned by a famous musician. Yeah, no, nobody our age would know, like an older person. Yeah, her daughter invited me. His daughter invited me to this uh -huh. thing. I sing two songs outside of this barbecue. Nobody's really. You, you can't tell how well you're doing. But then I get off stage. This dude, Aloe Black, comes to me. You know, who Aloe Black is. No. He goes. He sings a song. I need a dollar. Dollar. Oh, yeah, yeah, dollar yeah, yeah, yeah. is what I need. Yeah. Or he goes. I'm the man. I'm the man. I'm the man. Yeah. He sings those songs. songs. And he came up to me. He's like, "Bro, those that was incredible what you did up there. We got to get you on Jimmy Kimmel Live. We got to." So I say this for two reasons: a, you never know who's in the crowd, so you should always try to bring Someone your A game, and don't be afraid to perform. I know my mom always says, "Don't perform for free," but I think in LA you could take that with a grain of salt because sometimes the opportunity kind of outweighs the the payment. Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? And it's so oversaturated with comedians that you can't yeah. almost... It's become exactly. too cheap. Yeah. Entertainment's cheap. Yeah, they don't got to pay us here. So um, so that and then B, like my material I think is attractive to musicians as well because eventually Alo and I started emailing back and forth and uh, he said he might be interested in singing some of my songs at some point. Really? But, but I, I didn't want to put too many eggs in that basket either because i didn't want to be on that dude's nuts about it you know what i'm saying so maybe one day i'll write a song and i'll just get better at writing normal songs and then maybe send them out to people you know that's awesome yeah it's a cool thing to do we're also talking about um so random transition but we we're talking about your podcast earlier mm -hmm. and you have a lot of insights on podcasting you get like good views i um, mean you know not a lot, but it's not like the crazy. Like, I do it mostly for me, you know. That one was just like a passion project because now I have more time and energy to do it. So, but for people interested in starting podcasts, what kind of like things do you do for that thing? Um, okay, first thing you want to do is make sure your idea is specific and that you are passionate about it. Mm -hmm. Uh, because if you just make a podcast because you think you should be creating content you will burn out and lose interest and not want to do it. Yeah. So that's the first thing. So all you the first thing you really need is an idea and passion. And I think that's for anything, right? And all you need is an idea and a and a and a go get them attitude. That's really uh, it. But um and then uh, you could just google like the actual equipment you need, but it all depending on how, you're going to spend anywhere between 100 and five hundred dollars to to get it all to just get it started to get it started yeah the soundboard and these yeah. two mics what kind of mics are these are they these stage are, mics these are, yeah, these are the kind of mics you'd see the on comedy they're specials sure mics sure yeah these are sure really S these yeah. are the same kind yeah this is, this is sm48 so the one you see on a stage is probably sm58 it's like a little bit better oh, okay yeah but these are really great damn that's cool this is what you see in most clubs and places Interesting. Yeah. What kind of stuff do you do to like market your podcast? That's one thing that I'm like, <laughs> I don't know. I don't do much, but I post once a week, maybe on on uh, Instagram. Are but you I, good about it? Or do you miss ever? Uh, yeah. The last month or two, I've been getting kind of lazy and kind of not wanting to do it anymore. Really? And that's and that's for an idea that I'm passionate about. It's just been kind of difficult to get people to do it. I guess I just lost momentum over the holidays. I think that's all it is. Dude, I feel the same way sometimes, even about this. Because, cause, right, because it's like, why am I doing this? Yeah. Nobody listens to it. Maybe I get 200 listeners a week. But the thing is, like, relative, like, if you do a show once a week for 200 people, that's dope. But in the realm of podcasting, that's not a big audience. And people... Uh, it's hard to be motivated for that. You have because, to do it for you. And like, if, yeah, it's hard. If I care about the view count, like, yeah, I don't really sad. check the view. I never check the listen count, but some, uh, sometimes you have to literally podcast for literal years. Oh, you do. Yes. For years. Literally. And, and here's the thing about the podcast that my manager told me is that in the long run, I could pitch it as a show, like a live form show. Hmm. 
Does that make sense? Like yeah. Relationship test. So every episode we have a comedian that comes on and tells an embarrassing losing their virginity story. Yeah. We have a uh, when we have a couple like a real couple that's having an issue. You know what I'm saying? Like maybe that's the idea that I pitch, like a, but more comedic. You know? Yeah. The, the thing I always uh, wrestle with with this podcast is that like I get so much information from it, and I'm helping people get information, which is the main reason, and I get to meet cool people. But I'm not funny in it. And I wish yeah. I were like it's not like a funny podcast per no. se. No, you're not funny for sure. Yeah. <laughs> but like, I'm, yeah, I mean in this it's not like I'm not showcasing me being funny at all. So then the par- part of me is well, just like again, also you could look at this as practice. I mean, if you really want to do this and live this lifestyle. Hmm. What uh, do you mean? Well, you might like have another you might have another lifestyle. Well, no, like just, just the like entertainment it. lifestyle. You might have another podcast that you put out that you're more passionate about. Yeah. What did you study in school? Computer science. That's right. You do. You work for a certain uh, major tech company. Yeah. Um, this lifestyle is not for everybody, man. I have a good friend, my closest friend, in fact, who uh, lives in San Francisco now. We did stand up in New York together for maybe five or six years. Not together, but like we would go to the same mics yeah. and shows and shit. One of, honestly, the funniest dudes, I think, out there. But the guy didn't write. He didn't polish stuff up. Um, He didn't treat it as a full-fledged job. He had a couple of auditions for Montreal. But at a certain point, he was like, I'm not going to do comedy anymore. Really? He quit? He quit. He said, I just don't think I, I could handle this lifestyle. Because there wow. are people that I know who've been doing it 20 years who are struggling. Because some people do it and they go all in go all in, and nothing happens. I think part of me is scared to like completely dip my toes into the full. Here's, here's the thing. I, I think people are afraid of failure. But you could be working, like Jim Carrey says, you could be working at that company that you work at now for a decade and get fired. Yeah. And then what are you going to have to show for it? Money. And then you Well, money, but <laughs> and then they do comedy. But you get fired from a job that you're not even passionate yeah, about. Yeah, no, but I know the you know thing, the thing where you're fired and then you're struggling and stuff like that. Yeah. So But dude, I don't know, like a big thing is I really don't I don't know if I like the full lifestyle. But like and that means I mean in a way you don't like the full lifestyle cuz you don't want to do road work. Um but you like yeah. the other stuff. I like Which to is, perform. Yeah, the performing part. I love to perform. Well, of course. You love well, I'll, I'll say this. I don't like traveling, but being then perform, it all is worth it once I'm on stage and I get to do my shit for yeah. an hour. I'll, I'll, I'll travel, you know, across country to perform for 300 people to do an hour. Oh, well, yeah, of course. But like, so, like, that that makes it worth it. So, it, it outweighs anything. But if you're doing road, and what I mean by, like, um, like, doing the road, like, you have to do bar shows and, like, things maybe... 15, 20 people. I mean, I don't know. For me personally, sometimes I feel like that doesn't inspire me that much. Right. I get it. Are you videotaping? This is for an Instagram post. Oh, okay. Hey. Cool. How was that you? No, that was you. That was me. <laughs> I look very, like, awkward. Okay, cool. Cool, man. How so? How what else do you want to talk about? Do we? How long is the podcast? Like an hour? It's usually an hour. Yeah, we're about at an hour. Well, let's let's do another quick five minutes. Cause I think the first five minutes we were just messing around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, we we don't have to end it. I used like the last one was an hour and forty minutes. Oh, okay. Well, I'm it gonna. I'll probably that crazy. Don't. Worry. Yeah, no, we'll do like an extra five minutes. Yeah, then I gotta worry, worry. T- walk this dog and pick up this thing. And yes, yeah, yeah. It's, but it's interesting. Like, um, I don't know. I feel like I always think about the comedy lifestyle, and I have a friend. He's super committed and thinking about quitting because he doesn't know if he wants that lifestyle. Yeah, your age. Yeah. Yeah. Do I know him? Yeah, I don't want to mention him though. Uh, oh, I think I know who it is. Um, but yeah, I'm and uh, I don't know. It seems like from what I see, a lot of comedians like glorify uh the life that style of like you have to be like kind of you know struggling artists and like couch surf and like you just have to do this no you don't you know Kyle Kinane I don't feel like you have to Kyle Kinane had a he was doing comedy 10 years and had a job the whole time really 
Yeah. You know? There's not like one way. Yeah, man. And listen, my my money might run out uh by April or May. So I might have to get a job. You know? But I'm not mad about that. Yeah. That's just this lifestyle, man. You can't be mad about it. That's just what it is. Yeah. As long as I mean, I've reached a level obviously where like I think I achieved a goal where I, I was yeah, a touring dude, working comic. Toured, worked. Yeah, but you know. festivals. Yeah, but at a certain point, like, I always just think this might be as successful as I become. Really? Yeah, rather than I'm going to get that and get that. Because you could set yourself up for a lot of bitterness and disappointment. I think there's a lot of people out there who they're like, I'm the next this or the next that. And uh, I'm into, I feel like that too. I don't, for me, I'm, I'm super phobic of like, this might be me, a me thing, but like I don't. Sometimes I'm scared to audition for things, or not not scared to, but like God sometimes man. I feel like oh, like I'm probably just not gonna get that thing. Like I'm kind of pessimistic about auditioning yeah. for things. Like I'll do it and I'll apply to festivals, but I probably won't get it. Whatever. And I have a hard time making my goals like oh, I need to get into this or I have to get on this because I feel like. I'm such a control freak and I feel like that could be out of your control if it's like someone else letting you on. But what does appeal to me is the idea of that you can go ahead and get like followers and stuff and get people to like you and you don't need to go through gatekeepers and you could just like negotiate yourself and get a venue and get a hundred people to go and you could just do it anyway. You don't need a, well you got to ask yourself, I think throughout your career, if you really want to be good at this, um, how much would I pay to see me? And you can't, you got to be honest with yourself. You can't be like, well, I'm incredible. So people should pay $50 to see me. Yeah. It's like, are you incredible? Cause not every, there's like, it's rare that people are incredible. You know, like realistically, if you compare yourself, I know compare equals despair, but like if you compare yourself to Sebastian Maniscalco, yeah, people pay him $300 to see him, but the dude delivers that shit. And he says that he talks about that. He's like the people that come to see me, they hired a babysitter. They paid for parking. They drove into the city. I have an oblig. I have an obligation to entertain. So he's going in with the mindset like, um, it's not like oh these people deserve to they 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 get to see me. Yeah. You you got to offer val- a service. He's you got to offer value. Comedy value. You got to offer. Yeah, he's like I'm offering a service, and you know so like what service do you provide? You know. Yeah. And that's not to say like you're not funny or you're it, like I'm just saying cuz when I was 5 years in man, I I I was like I'd pay to see me, but when I look back on it, I was being delusional, man. My shit wasn't that good. You know? Now I'm charging 10 bucks a ticket for this good, sh- you should. The show, yeah, and I and I think I deserve that now for once. Like I really do think I deserve it. As a matter of fact, I think I could charge maybe 15. But I'm scared to, to put that value Dude, on myself. Especially if you go out of, like a little bit out of town. Oh yeah, I'm slightly just, out of town. Yeah, and take I'm your just, price up, less yeah. competition. Yeah, with other stuff happening, just like I, I, in LA, there's just so many things. Yeah, but like so you know, what if you did a show like, in SF, you're like I go up there all the time, man. But I get it. So with that, you know, if let's, let's wrap this up real quick. All right. What do you think? Is that cool? Uh, yeah, let's wrap it. Um, anything you want to plug? Any things you're doing? I don't know when this will come out, but if hopefully this week. For those of your listeners, um, I'm going to be doing a show, doing an hour-long show, January 24th. Uh, I am selling tickets, but if there's any comics who want to come, just hit me up. I'll just put you on a guest list if I have room. Uh, anybody who wants to come. Because so, I'd rather have the, like a full crowd. Because even, you know, uh, uh, yeah, I, I just want to have a full crowd, and if yeah. not, it's not a big deal. Um, but cool, man. So twenty fourth, twenty fourth. Yeah, it's at eight. And if you want to see what my hour looks like, you can see what what that. Dude, I'd be down to go twenty fourth. Yeah. I'm here. You bring bring you and Mar. Mar's a normal person, huh? She's normal. She's a civilian. You should bring Mar. I will. And uh, hit me up and sh- sh- to make sure so I have. That's room. a Thursday. That's a Thursday. It's a week from Thursday. Hmm. Okay. But what, no pressure. For eight o'clock. Okay, maybe I can go before boy band, 8 to 9. Yeah, it's going to be like 8 to 9. Cool. 
Uh, yeah, I mean the the set will be over by by or before nine thirty. Perfect. And then it's probably like fifteen to twenty minutes to boy band if you show up there late. Yeah. Is that cool? You should come. I think I will. But no pressure. Yeah. No pressure. I'm gonna film and record it. So that's that. And I got my podcast available on iTunes every. I put it out every Monday. Um, and then I do have an album on iTunes and Spotify, but I will be taking that down as soon as I um. Oh, when you release this? When I release the live, when I do put a live album out. Yeah. Yeah. So that's the plan. Oh, man. And what's your social media stuff? Oh, I'm Morgan J. J A Y. And that is uh, Instagram. The Morgan J for Twitter. And I would go to morganj.com. I update that pretty regularly. So cool, man. Hey, I'm very happy you had me on. You're the best. Do we, do we fist bump? Do we. Yeah. You, well, do you. you well, oh, should we uh, fist go. bump? You can't we see it. We fist bumped it. You can't see it, but yeah, I think it carries. It carries. All right, brother. Thanks, man. Thank you. Hey, guys. Thanks so much for tuning into Working Comic Podcast. There's a new episode every week where I interview writers, directors, comedians, producers, any kind of creative thing you can think of, and also the business side of things. So club owners, agents, managers, festival runners, all that stuff. So tune in every week and uh, also follow me on social media at the Austin Nasso on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And you can also catch me on YouTube with Chabros, C-H-A-A bros, one word. Uh, We have some funny videos up, so check it out. Thanks, guys.